Jordan. Yeah. Who took a selfie, realised how ugly they were, condemned all technology, and now lives life as a hunter-gatherer. Sylvester Stallone? No. Do guys. What? Hello, everybody out there in the world of podcast entertainment enjoyers. This is <laughs> Two Guys What's Up, episode number 20, the most fantastical podcast around in this area. My name is Ian, and I am joined today by the peak of all human evolution and who we all aspire to be like, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm feeling great because I am the peak of evolution and who we all aspire to be. Yeah, illness is the aim of the game. So <laughs> what we all, all want to do. <laughs> Persistent illness. Yes, everyone's dying to know. So just how ill are you this week, guys? I'm sure people are really sick of us spending about 20 minutes at the beginning of every episode talking about how ill we are. The irony is people are sick of us talking about being sick. Yeah. Sickception. <laughs> so are you feeling any better yourself? To be honest, yeah, I think I am. Uh, I've been feeling a lot more clearer. My voice is back to normal, which is nice. I think I'm about 100%. So to be honest, I think I could probably, you know, I'm, I'm feeling so good. I think I could probably do a backflip. Honestly, I wouldn't bother. Don't do it. No, no, it's fine. No, one second. Give me a go. Um, no, um, Ian, don't. No, hang on. Hang on. D- Oh, I felt that. Your head just hit the ceiling. Oh, God! Jordan, call an ambulance or something. Help! I told you. This is self-inflicted. I'm not calling them again. I think my spine is sticking out of my elbow. Oh, is that what it is? thought you were the hunchback of Notre Dame for a second. That's not funny. Just help. Sorry. I mean, you'll be fine. Just get an ice pack. Okay, right. No, I think if I stay in this position, I should be I should be all right for the rest of the episode. But your head is resting on your foot. It's fine. The microphone fell over, so it's, it's perfect positioning, really. Well, I suppose as long as it worked out. Yeah. And you know what? I'm feeling so much better myself. That's good to know. So much so. You know what? I might even try this little backflip myself. I would not advise it. It's not a good right, idea. I'm do it. Hang on. No, Here Jordan. We go. Oh, uh, oh my. Oh, God. That is not normal. I thought I was in bad Whoa. shape. I can't tell where your arm begins and your toes end. Oh. Are you are you okay? I've never felt better. I'd call you an ambulance, but my arms are out of reach. Um, I think, should we move on to something so that we take our mind off the pain? I think that's probably a good idea. So what have we got coming up today? One second. Oh, that's better. Oh, what did you do? I think I've just blocked off some kind of crucial artery or something. It, it stopped <laughs> the pain anyway. I feel numb. I'm great now. I might try that backflip again. <laughs> <laughs> You can't get yourself off the ground. (laughs) You know, I think I might try it myself. Hang on. Oh, yeah. It's good, isn't it? I mean, it's tingly. Yeah, that that should subside in eight to ten working years. Uh, yeah, I think I'm all good now. Let's let's crack on. Smash it. Let's fucking jump into it then. Well, today we decided for episode 20, the, the super special second 10th episode, that we would change things up a little bit. And after last week, I came up with some would you rather questions for you, Jordan, which I am oh. very much looking forward to getting into. Okay, I'm slightly scared. Uh, you, you should be. <laughs> I told somebody that this was coming up in a future episode. He said, and I quote, I can see that very quickly divulging into the most obscene erotic story i've ever heard (laughs) it's gonna be a hot one brilliant and what have you got coming up jordan as we have decided to change things around i'll let you explain because um my my tongue is going numb (laughs) that's the backflip there's the sexy voice we all knew (laughs) 
So we have decided to change things up as it is episode 20 and Ian thought it was necessary to celebrate on every even number. So <laughs> we decided we're going to change things up because Ian's going to do the whole silly questions at the end of the podcast. I'm going to take Ian's role and I'm going to be speaking today about a book called Phone Calls from the Dead. Awesome. Sounds very interesting. I hope that your segment isn't going to be better than what I normally prepare because if it is and uh, people prefer it, I'll be very sad. <laughs> well, I also hope not because then that means that I'd have to think of two things per episode. <laughs> if you want, I'll just leave and you can continue on your own. <laughs> I'll just sit here doing backflips. Yeah. <laughs> Sit there. Backflip at the beginning of every episode. Fantastic segment from a new book. Questions at the end. Who who the questions would be to, I do not know. (laughs) Yeah, it'll just be me and a Ouija board. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I'd listen to, to be fair. One guy, one Ouija. Jordan's solo podcast coming soon. Oh, God. Can't think of anything worse. So, should we start? Fucking do it, me old pal. Enlighten me. Tell me about some phone calls from dead people. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of all in the name, really, isn't it? But Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's just apparently they happen. All right, then, Jordan, would you rather <laughs> <laughs> read phone calls from the dead <laughs> or have a phone call from the dead? That's a good question. I think I would rather have a phone call from the dead. Okay. What kind of phone call? Not a nuisance call. Oh, I was going to say, like a guy who lived, retired and died, a really enthusiastic telemarketer. It's like, ooh, have you? you heard about Microsoft's new virus control? <laughs> It'd be more like, have you heard of the Atari? <laughs> <laughs> Except they wouldn't have had telephones at this point, would they? So it was just, oh, it was true, just yeah. strings and paper cups. Yeah, so you'd just wake up one morning, find a paper cup next to your bed, you'd be like, oh, that looks interesting. I'll have a little listen. Ooh. But where is it attached? <laughs> <laughs> the afterlife, obviously. Yeah, but it's got to attach to somewhere. Is that paper cup just on the floor? No, well, the paper cup's on the bed, and then the string's attached to it, and then the other end is attached to... Um, this is my question. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the other end, you know. The other end, yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, the, the afterlife. <laughs> the afterlife end, okay. <laughs> you and your scientific brain, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... So today I'm going to be sharing a bit of information from the book Phone Calls from the Dead. Interesting. It is a fascinating read that delves into a perplexing and unexplained phenomenon whereby individuals receive phone calls from deceased loved ones. The book was published in 1979 and written and researched by one paranormal investigator named D. Scott Rogo. Born in 1950, D. Scott Rogo was an American parapsychologist, writer, and lecturer who was known for his research into paranormal phenomena, Delightful. including ESP, ghosts, and UFOs. Ooh, my favourite top three subjects. Doesn't say Bigfoot, though. Dump him, then. Get rid He's of it. He's gone down in yeah, my estimation. Stop, yeah, stop the podcast. Go read another book right now. <laughs> Give me some would-you-rathers. <laughs> <laughs> He became interested in the subject in the 1970s when he began to collect accounts from people who claimed to have received phone calls from their dead loved ones. While strange in and of itself, he found that these stories often shared certain similarities. And while it's important to note that not all reported phone calls share the same themes, as some stories have their own characteristics, the most common elements that have emerged from the accounts are as follows. Uh, Probably a, a phone call, like the phone rings, is that one of the common elements? No. Uh, you answer it. Is that another one? No. You hang up at the end? Nah. Oh, right. So everyone just answers their phone differently in all of these accounts. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> That's how they answer it. <laughs> Fucking sheep. 
The phone calls were often characterized by a strange static-filled quality, and people often reported hearing the voice of the deceased person on the other end of the line piercing through the static, although others simply heard breathing or even just complete silence. Okay, can any of those last two really be attributed to a, a phone call yeah. from a dead person? Because if like you just heard... <sighs> You're like, Grandma? <laughs> it's true. When I first heard that, I thought, yeah, that's not paranormal. That's called a prank call. It's like, I don't want to be knowing what they're doing on the other end causing that heavy breathing. <laughs> I guess they're just attributing the fact that it's got that static that would be found in the other calls that would have the voices. So they're drawing correlations that way. Oh, you mean the apparent legit ones? Yeah, yeah. So like uh, if you hear your dead grand calling you and it has that same static noise and then you hear a phone call that has that same static but no talk and you'd be like oh well phone calls don't usually have that static noise so are they related yeah i get that but still it's a bit of a far-fetched reach if that's all that going off isn't it yeah maybe it's a bit grasping at straws to kind of lump them in together as the same phenomena yeah just based on the one thing I mean, someone could have just been calling them from the other end of the world. Absolutely. Or they could have just been in a really rural area and had very little signal. Very true. Well, I don't think they're mobile phones if it was researched in the 1970s, was it? Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that would be paranormal. Absolutely, yeah. So, like, you get a phone call saying, like, Dad's iPhone in the the 40s or something. (laughs) (laughs) Inviting you around for tea. (laughs) The Nokia E70, whatever it was. Brilliant. But why it is indeed creepy is because although the receiver would hear complete silence upon answering, the call was supposedly from a loved one as their name would appear on the phone when it rang, even though in some cases the phone had been disconnected or disposed of. Now that's strange. Yeah, that completely just um, makes us disregard the last five minutes that we were talking about that not being paranormal because it had a reason for it. Yeah, but still, I mean, how do you really know it was coming from those phones? Uh, I guess in America they have like uh, the equivalent of uh, UK's 1471 where they do Star 69 and it tells you the number that rang you. Oh, I love Star 69. (laughs) You dirty bastard. (laughs) What do you mean? I mean for retrieving who rang me. Oh yeah, that's one of my favourite things is a Star 69. (laughs) Who called me? Oh, it was Phil from down the road. Nice. <laughs> you know what? I always use the website. I think it is whocalledme.co.uk or something. Yeah, I use it all the time. It's great. And then there's so many X amount of complaints about this because it's some scammer saying they're from three and they have virgin. Yeah, they have virgin. <laughs> On star69.com. <laughs> yeah, maybe I just didn't read enough of it. That's yeah. All. <laughs> just picked out the keywords and came to your own conclusion. <laughs> Well, you did that. Brilliant. (laughs) Moving on. Many of the reported phone calls occurred shortly after the person had passed away, often within a few days to a few weeks. In some cases, the phone calls may coincide with important dates or anniversaries. Kind of sweet, but sort of sad as well, I guess, if someone did, you know, missing their loved one that's passed away and then it's on their date of their death or something like that and they get a phone call from them going... I thought that was going to be some really sweet sentiment you were going to lay on us then. You just (laughs) gave us heavy breathing. (laughs) Just laboured. I was thinking all the way through you saying that, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, like some kind of sweet sorrow. You know, it's it's happy, but it's sad. And then that was the punchline. (laughs) You never know. It could have happened. It could have. Apparently they did. So the phone calls are often brief, only lasting for a few seconds or minutes. I mean, if it's minutes, that's a long time for someone to be heavy breathing. Yeah, yeah. They must have hyperventilated at least once. (laughs) 
suppose if the ghost they don't need to breathe though do they that's very true yeah why would they be doing it down the phone then exactly i mean right so let's say you've died yep you wanted to get in touch with your wife Mm -hmm. it's your anniversary yep and you call her from this ghostly phone from another dimension she answers and you don't say hi it's me don't worry don't panic instead you're just like i would fart down the phone if i did that (laughs) probably would (laughs) my wife would get the message she'd be like oh ian's calling me but he's dead you know answers are like hello oh he's okay he's happy he's in a good place <laughs> do you reckon she'd know it's just you yeah she, she'd know even if it was a withheld number she'd be like who's calling me oh it's ian oh he's letting me know he's happy please if that happens do that you got it i'll call you second okay all right just save a bit of fat for me as well <laughs> only release half <laughs> You can release most to your wife. She deserves it more. Thank you. So kind. <laughs> I better start practicing that. Just save a little puff for me. <laughs> <laughs> so continuing. As mentioned earlier, the phone calls often had strange static-like sounds, although additionally some people also have reported hearing music, voices of their deceased loved ones, or other unexplained noises. In the book, Rogo recounts several stories of people who received these phone calls, but one from a more recent time is that of Charles Peck, who died in a train accident in 2008. Shortly after the accident, Peck's fiancée received a series of phone calls from his mobile phone. When she answered, all she heard was static and the sound of trains in the background. Even more strangely, the calls continued for several hours, despite the fact that Peck's phone had been destroyed in the crash. That is spooky. That is spooky. Also, quite strange, because you just said, like, in the intro to to all of that, like, setting up, you're like, they only last, like, a few minutes. Yeah. They only ever come once, and then it's like... This one was continuous. They just kept blowing up the phone. They lasted for hours at a time. So it's just throwing everything, the research yeah. that the guy made just completely under the train, as it were. <laughs> He's talking tosh. What a, what a bloody tosher. <laughs> <laughs> but what I wasn't sure about that sentence was, does that mean the phone call was continuous for hours or that they kept receiving calls for hours i'm assuming it was the latter i think uh, the way it sounded to me when you read it was they were getting multiple calls that were lasting hours at a time that the phone call itself was lasting an hour or so at a time yeah so they were getting like 10 calls right. a day all lasting like a couple hours you think this phone battery would have cacked it wouldn't you well you think a lot of things if it was destroyed and coming from the afterlife but i think battery life is maybe not one of them <laughs> That's true. Although, don't suppose ghosts maybe live off electromagnetic kind of... uh, There is a theory on that. As it's a fourth dimension thing. (laughs) Can you imagine, though, this this wife, right? Your husband's just died. You're getting hundreds of calls every day. They're lasting hours sometimes. And the only thing you can think of... Oh, the battery's good over there, isn't it? I wonder what generation of the iPhone they're on. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Your reception's brilliant. Do you want to come around next Sunday for lunch? Well, actually, it's not because it's full of static. Yeah. Your reception's shit, but your battery lasts ages. Yeah, well, that, you know, you've got to give up some things if you want to strive for greatness, you know. I suppose. Battery life is a given that people want, so if I lose a bit of audio quality, then I don't mind. <laughs> Except you don't hear you, you just hear static and trains. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> that makes the communication part of communicating with your partner slightly off. <laughs> One train beep for yes, two train beeps for no. (laughs) 
I'll move on. Okay. Another story is that of Judy, a woman who received a phone call supposedly from her deceased husband. She claims that she heard his voice on the line and that he even spoke to her about things that only the two of them could have known. Although Judy was initially comforted by the call, she soon began to feel unsettled by the experience. That throws a bit of believability into it because if you're getting details that only you and that other person could know... Yeah. That gives it a bit more credence, I guess. A bit more believability factor. Although, did anybody else hear this phone call other than Judy? That is very true. And uh, it is unverifiable. The only thing you'd really have to go off would be how she tells the story. Like, if it seems believable. Yeah, I suppose. It's just, at this point, this is when you find out Judy is just schizophrenic. That is, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of other factors it could be, so let's just disregard it all. Yeah, uh, fuck him. In the early 1990s, a man named Tom Butler was staying at a hotel in Miami, Florida. Late one night, he received a phone call in his room from a woman who claimed to be his deceased wife. The voice spoke to him for several minutes, discussing intimate details of their life together. When Butler tried to call the hotel operator to trace the call, he found that the phone was in fact not working. Whoa. Yeah. So again, this could be just like Judy, some guy who just thinks he hears something. On the other side of the old paperclip, uh, it could be, again, another case of these little low-level idiot spirits that try and make you believe things. You know, those buggers from the fourth dimension, so they call you on the phone and they're like... Just to be a jeb. Yeah, and then just like trying to just be like trickster fuckers and just being like, Oh yeah, I'm your wife. Remember that time we went out for pina coladas? And you're like, oh my god, it is you. And then they're like, oh, by the way, <laughs> go into the woods and snog a goose at 4am. And then, you know, it makes you do weird stuff. And yeah, so it's just like drawing off your energy kind of thing. So yeah, two equally believable possibilities there. Slash unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we probably couldn't attribute every single case to schizophrenia. I mean, you could. Well, we could, but we'd probably be wrong. How much do you reckon goes undiagnosed? Couldn't even hazard a guess. Jordan, what do you think? (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. Let me ask my audience behind me. (laughs) Sorry if they're being too noisy, they won't shut up. I'll ask my audience in my bathroom (laughs) next time I'm gigging. (laughs) So the next day, he discovered that the room that he'd been staying in was haunted by a ghost of a woman who had committed suicide there several years earlier. Aha! Maybe answers that. Yeah, it gives a bit more credence to my my fourth dimension theory there. That is true. And you mentioned that in episode eight, didn't you? I did indeed. If you haven't listened to that, go now! No, wait. Wait till the end of this one. Then go! In 1979, a woman named Pat Con... This name is going to do my head in Conklin. Spell it. Uh, C-O-N-K-L-I-N. Conklin? Well, there's no E on the end. Conklin? Conclude? Conklin, I think it is, yeah. Just call her by her first name. Patty Patterson. Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) It all makes sense. (laughs) It all all relates. Full circle. In 1979, a woman named Pat Conklin received a phone call from a deceased mother. The mother had passed of cancer several months earlier, but when Conklin answered the phone, she heard her mother's voice on the other end. The voice told her to go to her father's house and retrieve a piece of jewellery that she had left there. Conklin did, as she was told, and found the jewellery exactly where her dead mother said it would be. Oh, very good. So that is interesting, if that's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, I mean, that sounds like another one of those things where they're like, oh, go do this little uh, go do this little challenge and stuff, and it turns out to be a load of bollocks, but 
luckily uh, she did find it, so that's nice. Yeah, that's true. Unless it was someone who wanted to start being a Jeb and then gave her something to do that resulted in something genuine, yep. but then thereafter going to be a whole load of nonsense. Reel them in. Yeah, that's uh, something that they are reported to do, to be honest. Yeah, so it could be. You never know. Could be, yeah. We never heard the rest of the story, did we? And we never will. Because she was led off a cliff. <laughs> Just close your eyes and walk forward. It's very windy. (laughs) So really, what could be causing these strange phone calls from beyond the grave? Well, there's no easy answer to that question, but some researchers have suggested that they could be the result of a phenomenon known as instrumental transcommunication. This theory points to the idea that the dead are able to communicate with the living by manipulating electronic devices, such as phones and radio signals. I suppose similar to the spirit boxes. I guess that's how they're kind of meant to work. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think... um that's what they go along the lines of. So it's um, the ghosts or spirits or whatever it is being able to manipulate the signals, like you say, to get a message across. So I guess it would make sense that they could use yeah. all mediums. True. Others, however, have suggested that calls could be a result of a psychological phenomenon, such as grief-induced hallucinations or simply wishful thinking. Not quite sure how much I believe that. I mean, it sounds like the more logical thing, but I don't really think you could hallucinate your phone ringing at you and then seeing someone's there. I mean, if there are other people in the room that see it as well. True. That is if other people are there to witness it, isn't it? Very true, yeah. But I mean, there, there must have been at least once, you know, somebody that witnessed it and... Even if that one story is true and something strange did happen, then that's, you know, astounding and bizarre. Yeah, that's a good point. It's such a shame that we'll, we'll never really know, but very interesting true, to ponder true. on. Absolutely. Or, how about this? Maybe they're just reliving the memories of when them and their partner would find themselves heavy breathing after a lengthy night of phone sex. <laughs> Who really knows? Just replaying that memory. You never know. They could be stuck in this little time warp of... (laughs) And, you know... Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I mean, whatever the cause, sexy time or not, these stories of phone calls from the dead are indeed very fascinating, and they raise intriguing questions about the nature of death and the afterlife, and phone sex. (laughs) Rogo's work on this, and some other subjects he envisaged, couldn't continue because unfortunately his life was cut horrifically short when he was murdered in 1990 at the age of just 40. Aww. I know. The case remains unsolved to this day and the circumstances surrounding his death have led to much speculation and controversy over the years. Now, I don't want to add conspiratorial fuel to this already batshit bonkers fire, <laughs> but could you say Men in Black? Oh, well maybe. <laughs> Maybe he was onto something and they, they couldn't let his work continue. Possibly so. There's silence in the uh, freedom of speech. Although his book's now released and other people are going to get interested and then start researching. Why not cut it off at the source and go to wherever it is and, and stop the people making the calls? True. Maybe he's just feeling a bit, you know, like that kid was from the other episode where he just hates life now and he's like, yeah, f*** it. Let everyone suffer. <laughs> He's not wanting to say to the people in heaven, you know, like, oh, you know, come, stop calling these people because it got me into a lot of trouble. And actually, you know, he's like, at this point, yeah, fuck it. Life's shit now. Men in black fuck me over. <laughs> you know what? Everyone else can suffer that too. So he's walking around town now as like a, a Vodafone salesman handing out phones. <laughs> yeah, hey, call your loved ones. Batch is great on this. <laughs> yeah, 1,000 free minutes. <laughs> Your calls last seven continuous hours. Does this one have an MP3 player? Shut up! Call your dad! (laughs) 
maybe all mobile phone salesmen are in the same boat. You never know. Maybe, yeah. They're the only ones that get into the afterlife. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) So, Ian, I'm ready to answer some questions of would I rather do X, Y, or Z? Fantastical. I cannot wait to ask you these. You have got 10 would you rather questions. This is going to be so easy. Oh, I'm sure they will be, Mr. Jordan. They start off rather easy. Told you. You know, a little bit of, oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. You know, and then they end on, how would you much prefer your body to be damaged? Okay. <laughs> so I like the easier ones of, would you rather orange juice or apple juice? Okay, well, the, uh, nine questions then. <laughs> okay, so... Question number one. Okay. Jordan. I'm ready. Would you rather be able to see four seconds into the future or be able to travel back in time, but you only have the ability to travel back in 10-year increments? Oh, that's a difficult one. So I can only travel forward by four seconds. You can only see four seconds into the future. Oh, sorry. See four seconds. in. Okay. Or travel back in time. That could be really helpful, especially if a car is about to plough into me. Very true. But how many times has that happened to you already? I mean, about five. Five, just today? Yeah. You really need to start opening your eyes when you cross roads, mate. I know. (laughs) Look left, right, left again. That's the one, yeah. Remember the hedgehogs? (laughs) I used to love that advert. I love that advert, yeah. (laughs) Stop! Think, then go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll link it in the description so if I can. Oh, yeah, please do. For anyone who hasn't seen it. And then you'll be king of the road. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> it was a great little 12 bar blues thing that played as they sang that. It's great. Uh, you had to make it theoretical, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, there was, there was a real sick 4 4 swung beat over that. Yeah, real good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shuffle, actually. Yeah, it's a shuffle. Oh, well, my mistake. I wasn't a drummer back then. <laughs> I remember, because the advert used to come on while I was in the living room playing guitar, and I used to just play along to it. It was so oh, much fun. Nice. I might have to do a cover. How old were you when that came out? About two. You you what? You were playing along to it when you were two? Yes. So you're, you're a prodigy then? The peak of evolution and who we all aspire to be. Ironically enough, I think that's the band you started, wasn't it? Prodigy? <laughs> Um, so what would I choose? Hmm, I would probably... Ah, okay, I've just found a loophole. Um, loopholes aren't allowed. Well, if I couldn't see four seconds into the future, mm-hmm. and I was just about to get hit by a bus, can I just go back ten years? Well, it depends if you're dead or not. Well, just just before, and be like, yeah. Uh, yeah, at uh, any point in life, you can jump back ten years, but then you have to then obviously relive them ten years. Could I change the way that my life meandered? I don't think you'd really be able to do that in any meaningful way, because you don't know what the outcome would have. If you, say, went back 10 years and thought, oh, I want to change my life for the better, this time I won't go to college, instead I'll just start working, you might then end up working in Burger King for a group of Bigfoot bosses. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, but they pay you in flip-flops. <laughs> okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell you what, I'll go for the four seconds. Okay, fair enough. That's uh, not what I would have chosen, but fair enough. Well, screw you. Well, I could just live my life, you know, and then just jump back 10 years, jump back 10 years, get back to my 20s, live my life again, jump back 10 years, jump back 10 years. That's true. That's why I've oh, I've made my bed now. Yep, fine. Go to sleep. <laughs> okay, okay. So, question number two. Would you rather undergo a root canal or an appendectomy? But the catch is, whichever you choose has to be under no form of pain relief. Ah, uh, I think I would go for the appendix. Yeah? I think so. As I hate teeth and anything of that nature, I'd probably do the same. But have you ever heard that story about a gentleman who was anesthesia awareness, I think it's called. He got put to sleep and the muscle relaxant, which stops you moving, worked on him, but the anesthesia didn't and he had a two-hour surgery or something completely anesthesia-free and uh, couldn't relate to anyone or let anyone know. And I think he ended up actually committing suicide because he he kept reliving it and he couldn't sleep and he couldn't, he couldn't 
live happily. So yeah, very very sad story. But yeah, thanks for regaling us with this uh, <laughs> this joyous information. <laughs> it's just mental. I just thought you might like to have that bit of information under your belt if you're going to choose the appendectomy. So, but th- this would be my choice, though, wouldn't it? it and would I be. would be able to move, I guess. Yeah, you would, but that's probably not a good idea. You know, got someone scalping you, and you're there writhing around like a dirty trout. <laughs> dirty trout. <laughs> I could at least scream off. Oh, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Which is known to reduce pain. <laughs> well, I said no form of pain relief, so... Oh, so no swears. No swearing. Oh, golly gosh. You can do that one. I'll let you off it. Okay, now then. Question number three. Three. Would you rather orgasm 150 times a day or never have an orgasm again? Oh. <laughs> Ooh, let me think about this. What defines orgasm? I don't really want to go into detail, John. And if you don't know by now, then, <laughs> then I don't know what I'm missing. <laughs> Come round, I'll help you. Because a man can ejaculate without having an orgasm. So, that is true. And I think 150 times a day would be really awkward when I'm trying to teach. <laughs> So, I think I would go for never again. Okay, fair enough. Wow, that'd be quite the feat to do that. Well, I wouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> Keep your hands busy. It's all right, I've got cards, I've got guitars, it's fine. Fantastic, you'll be set there. <laughs> okay, so, a rather easy one. This one is a, a rather difficult one. I, I, I found this whilst trudging the, the internet, and I think it's quite a good one. Okay. Uh, would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy with your enemies, or be trapped in a horror movie with your friends? Ooh. I, see, I don't like to think I've got any enemies. That's pretend you do have enemies and they all hate you and you hate them you're in a romantic comedy with them so they're like i'm gonna fucking kill you and you're like shut up and suck me off (laughs) (laughs) see romance and comedy are kind of cool things so i dare say that even if i was with people who were my enemies i guess i'd still have a fairly good time i guess i guess that's probably true i mean if you were in a horror movie you'd probably just see all your friends get killed exactly and that doesn't sound great you know if i was with my bestest of close friends and i was just about to get murdered by saw mm-hmm. i'm not sure i'm loving that so i'm gonna go for the uh, romantic comedy with enemies okie dokie easy so you know you're glaring at each other you're like i hate you and you're like Come over here and cuddle me, and then everyone has a good laugh. Ah. <laughs> exactly. How brilliant is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delightful. It does. Okie dokie. Right, so this is a, a bit of a longer one, so you're going to have to keep your ears open. Yeah. Would you rather find out and be able to prove what the reason behind every single paranormal encounter is, but have no one believe you and have everyone think you're mad, resulting in having no friends, or make up the fact that you know what it is, releasing a book on the matter, earning you a modest living for the rest of your days, essentially making a living from knowing that you're a liar and deceiving millions or maybe billions of people, causing changes in religion and faith all around the world? I would probably go for the latter. Yeah, so you, you could live knowing you're a liar and literally changing people's lives, taking them away from a faith that, for all we know, could be correct, and you're deferring them from that for your own personal gain. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and the reason why is because... John's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later on, I could surely say, actually, it wasn't true. I wanted to see what would happen and then just let myself off. No, you can't get yourself off. <laughs> oh, you said let yourself off. Sorry. My mistake. My mistake. <laughs> Whereas if I'm cold and alone with just my thoughts, that's awful. To be honest, I would prefer the first one. Would you? Yeah, yeah. But no one wants to know you. I'll just follow people around in town. Just be like, hey, do you want to know what ghosts are? <laughs> You'll just wear a sign like a sandwich board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that's awful. I couldn't do that. Okay, dokie, fair enough. I guess we uh, know where your priorities lie there, John. Oh, yes, we do. So, on to... I forget which one this is. Is this five? No, this is 
six. So, every time you have sex, would you rather have your hands turn into whisks or have your long John Jordan schlong turn into a Greg sausage roll? <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife would appreciate the sausage roll more. <laughs> Does it regenerate after? No. Oh, so that means that once that's bitten off, that's it. <laughs> the Long John sausage schlong is no more. Oh, the Long John Jordan schlong. <laughs> so it doesn't regenerate, that's it. Yeah, you've only got one sausage roll. Does it go off? <laughs> only at the end. <laughs> But I can't climax anymore, so... Let's assume that you, you can. Yeah, whisk hands, so you know, so maybe a bit awkward. I mean, what would come out? Ketchup or brown sauce? Just more sausage meat, I guess. That's what's on the interior of a sausage roll. We'll have to get Greg's in on this to ask them. Yeah. Bit of mayo. From my armpits. <laughs> We'll ask how it got there. Um, <laughs> the whisk thing sounds awful as well, but it's just temporary, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's just while you're having uh, some naughty adult time. And is the sausage roll temporary? Yep. Okay. I'd go for the whisk. Okay, good choice. I- I'd do the same, I think. <laughs> oh, that would be really awkward. You might say it might get a little bit whisky. Okay, this is a good one for you, Jordan. Hit me. Would you rather every single time there is a full moon, you turn into a zombie for the night, or you throw up 10 pints of slugs? Oh, when I turn into a zombie, does that mean that anyone around me is in danger? They are susceptible to your afterlife teeth, yes. What if someone shoots me or kills me? Well, then you did. Ah, shit. Then I'd have to go for the slugs and that is awful okay i mean you could just ask someone to chain you up every full moon in the basement so you can't actually go anywhere that's a really good point i'll go for that yeah okay right fair enough ain't doing slugs (laughs) you were almost (laughs) nearly what was it 10 pints 10 pints of sluggies that's awful that is pretty grim isn't it like your body full of slugs they just like generate in there though you don't have to eat them first no (laughs) oh well okay i might go for that then Why did you say so? You sold it. <laughs> so you go for chained up zombie? Uh, yes, chained up zombie. You could make like a little business out of it, like allow people to come and take photos of the real life zombie and like £10 a fixture. Oh yeah, could sell me. Yeah, sell your <laughs> dirty zombie body. Good idea. Oh, cheers. Yeah, I'm, I'm even more sold. <laughs> Okie dokie. Right, this is a weird one, right? And um, I think this is going to sound obvious until you think a little bit more deeper about it. <laughs> right, we'll find out. Would you rather live forever or wait? Wake up every day with a new superpower. Oh, live forever is such a difficult one, isn't it? I'm not sure that I would want to. Yeah, I think it'd be horrible. I mean, living for a long time would be pretty cool, but to continue living even after the entire universe has undergone a heat death and there is nothing, uh, I think that'd be quite maddening. It'd be a miserable existence, wouldn't it? Yeah, just floating around in a in a empty vacuum. Unless <laughs> you know you got to experience the Big Bang again. Oh, yeah, okay. You don't have to wait another like three billion years or something then you could just get back to your normal life see here's my question though do i continue to age to the point where i can't even move i'm beginning to turn into dust but i'm still around (laughs) well that is another point you know you got to factor into your decision because yeah i guess you would just continue to age until you are just a a living pile of dust and so like they'll just see my eyeballs there (laughs) and uh, (laughs) i'll be like oh this is shit I wish I had a superpower to make me better. Okay, so on to the second one then. So if you were to wake up every day with a new superpower, imagine that you live for 80 years. That's 365 times 80. Add X amount of leap year days in there. Yeah. That's got to be like, I I don't even want want to say a number because it's going to be totally wrong, but, you know, millions of new superpowers. (laughs) 
Okay, this is Jordan from the future speaking. So it turns out that 80 years is about 30,000 days worth of superpowers. So that's a little under the estimation of millions of superpowers, Ian, you clever schnizzle. Anyway, let's continue. So by the time you get to day 10, you're already going to be running a little short on the actual useful superpower. By like the day 8,000 or something, your superpower is going to be something like, oh, wow, I've woken up and now I have the ability to piss tea. (laughs) While it's hot, you know? (laughs) Oh, I can turn unopened envelopes into oranges. See, I'd actually find that fascinating, though. It'd make every day interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, like, by the end of it, it's like, every time you open your eyes and look at someone, they turn into a pile of dog shit or something like that. (laughs) So they'd get quite detrimental to your life in the end. So what you're saying is you can't turn these powers off or use them at will? I guess you would be able to, but then... Then it's fine. Maybe one of the powers is, like... You know, the thing from the Fantastic Four where it's just like a giant rock creature. Like, what if yours is you're a, you're an eight-foot tentacle dildo or something like that? <laughs> it's been my dream. <laughs> That's your new form, you know, and all you have to do is lie in your bed all day. <laughs> until you wake up the next day. And then I'm a four-foot dildo. Yeah, you just have to wait until the superpower comes in where you can change your body shape and then you can finally revert back to being human. But then God knows what's going to come in the future. That's true. Still, I think I'd go for that. Yeah. If I've got the ability to turn the power off and not use it i guess you would i mean like not every superhero walks around just like laser eyeing people do they so no exactly so i think that would be a relatively safe thing the only thing that would put me off Mm -hmm. but i'd still go for it but it would still put me off is the fact that you maybe wouldn't know what that superpower is until you do it yeah until you kind of discover it exactly and then you know that's when you realize that you've set your couch on fire or something (laughs) or you go to the toilet like what superpower is today sit down all of a sudden you find out it's the ability to shit skyscrapers <laughs> or it's the ability to just morph somewhere else yeah like your parents living room <laughs> yeah and just there i am squatting down <laughs> um, i think i'd still go for that okay fair enough sounds good thanks okay okay right on to the last one and this is the one which i said at the beginning which is probably going to be quite uh body destroying in one way or another <laughs> okay i'm ready would you rather go out on a date with bigfoot or get visited by a succubus, both resulting in sex. And bear in mind, Bigfoot is a top. <laughs> What's a succubus? A succubus is a type of spirit that comes and drains oh. your energy through the means of sex. I didn't realise that that's what it was called, you know. There's two forms, one that visits a male and one that visits a female. So there's an incubus and a succubus. Ah, incubus is the, the, the one that I've heard. Some great songs too, actually. But <laughs> So it's get ripped wide open by Bigfoot mm-hmm. or... Drained of all your life essence by a succubus. Does does it replenish? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? I didn't write the questions. Oh, wait, yeah, <laughs> but you have a nice meal beforehand. I, I think I'd go for Bigfoot, you know. And what I'd do is just beforehand... Run away. <laughs> I'd get out the handcuffs and I'd chain him up. <laughs> well, this is getting even kinkier. And then I'd fucking lock that door and piss <laughs> off. <laughs> Are you really going to restrain a 12-foot Bigfoot? Well, it's not about restraining because, you know, this Bigfoot thinks, oh, this is interesting. No, because he's the top in the situation, so he's not just going to let you handcuff him. Why not? And also, does it have to be a male Bigfoot? Can we not have a Mrs. Bigfoot? Well, that's very true. Who might enjoy... The seductive touch of a Jordan. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not going to allow that. It's a a gentleman for... Okay. The biggest of big feet. The girthiest Bigfoot around. (laughs) 
can we go to Burger King first? That's where the date happens, yeah. <laughs> this is such... Uh, I think I would just get food poisoning and not go on the date. Yeah, just order an undercooked burger. <laughs> no, that might be too late. I'll, I'll eat something shit the night before. Fair enough, And then, yeah. you know, like, oh, just text them all. I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm shitting through the eye of a needle tonight, so we will have to do this another time and then block the number. While I admire your commitment to the escape there, I don't think you'd actually have to go through with it because you could just text them saying that anyway. You don't actually need to nearly kill yourself. That is a very good point. <laughs> it's just because I'm such an honest guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've learned that from question five, didn't we? <laughs> what was that one? The one about would you rather lie to the entire world or not? Oh, <laughs> I'd let it come clean. It's fine. Out of curiosity, okay, yeah. what would you have chosen on the last one? You haven't chosen one yet. You can't give me a, oh, I'd text the day before and cancel. You have to let me know which one. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm leaning, unfortunately, towards Bigfoot because I'm not sure what this succubus is going to do. I would go for the succubus because, A, you know, it's a date. I agreed to be there. I knew what was going to happen at the end of it. And then afterwards, I'd just get a exorcist to get him to stop sucking me dry of my life what if you've got no energy at all to get this exorcist well i guess i'd die hey (laughs) (laughs) always a happy ending so that would be what you would choose then yeah i'd go for succubus i mean that they are said to appear as very beautiful and you know they they give you like the best time of your life you know in order to make you become addicted to it and so you don't want it to stop taking your life from you at least you'd you'd have a bit of fun with it that's true i think i still have to go for bigfoot okay fair enough we can we can double date it's great (laughs) oh god what an (laughs) evening that would be That'd be fantastic. I'd never go camping again. I tell you what, you just go home, I'll have them both. <laughs> yeah. Too good, I can't choose. <laughs> yeah. Where's the bad option? Spoilt for choice. <laughs> Is that us done for today, then? I think it is. Fantastic. That felt so weird. Well, being the uh, the other way around. Yeah, and Bigfoot. Bigfoot in the end. uh... (laughs) Yeah, so, fantastic. Thank you very much for listening to another well-rounded episode of Two Guys What's Up. Episode 20. I can't believe we're in the 20s now. It's a bit mad. It is a bit mad, isn't it? What an accomplishment. Absolutely, yeah. 20 episodes. 20 episodes of utter tosh. (laughs) What a bunch of toshers. Reused joke, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The end of two guys. What's up? John will be continuing next week on his own, doing every segment himself. Just laugh to myself. Thank you very much for tuning into today's episode of Two Guys What's Up. We thoroughly hoped you enjoyed it. And if you would like to get in touch with us, have an idea you'd like us to research, or have something read out in a future episode, or even if you just want to say hello, you can find all the links to our socials where you can reach us at two guys what's up.com, which will be linked in the description of this episode for your clickety clap prap pleasure don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend when you go out on your date with bigfoot don't forget to tell him about this one podcast you listened to this one time that mentioned him and maybe he'll tell all his cryptid pals and they'll come forward and just be like hey we exist and we want to date all you guys wouldn't that be just be fantastic uh oh yeah jordan sounds enthused if you're enjoying the show and you are feeling kind a five-star rating and review in the apple podcast app would go a long way to help us out here and we would be eternally grateful but on that note thank you very much for listening you all have an amazing week and we will see you next monday ciao (laughs) (laughs) sheep